Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Talking about Indianapolis, AFC South, Stampede Blue, let's air it out. Fly route, let's air it out. Topics, loaded like offense, cold centric, talking about it often. Stampede Blue, let's air it out. Welcome back to another Stampede Blue Colts cast, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Matt Danley. Thank you guys for coming back to the show. What a week five win. What a big week five win for the Indianapolis Colts. 1913 on the road in Arrowhead. Uh, Man, what more to say other than literally nobody gave the Colts a chance. I mean, fans are fans. They're going to always say the Colts can win. Um, I'm one of those fans, too. Uh, This week, I wasn't. Uh, The Colts, to me, had no chance at all to win. I mean, if you look at a stat line that at least tells you that uh, Patrick Mahomes threw for 321 yards against the Colts, there's a pretty good chance that you're going to say, yeah, Colts got beat, especially when you look that Jacoby Brissett had 151, no touchdowns, and a pick. Uh, and only threw for 5.2 yards uh, per attempt. So th- those just pop out and say this is a, a probably maybe not even a close game. And I didn't honestly, I didn't even think the Colts would be within 10 in this game. And they ended up playing really well, just dominated time of possession in this game. And one of the things that comes up with time of possession often is okay. So you held the ball longer. That means you typically probably scored more often. Um, against explosive teams, especially explosive offenses, that's not always the case. Uh, you've got a team in Patrick Mahomes with with different uh, like uh, weapons uh, like Kelsey. Uh, you've got, obviously, Shady McCoy on there who can definitely do what he needs to do uh, occasionally. They've got a pretty good running core, honest, honestly, with Damian Williams, and they just didn't do anything. I mean, they didn't put points on the board. In fact, they're, they had to get a, uh, a field goal late in the game on a late drive, like a two-minute drill drive. Colts held Patrick Mahomes in this offense to one touchdown. And if you're a Colts fan, you're not only excited that they won the game, but you're excited how they did it. That is, uh, for the most part, a large p- uh, portion of this game, they dominated it. Up front, running attack. Uh, not not a, a super great passing attack, obviously. Like I said, Brissett was 18 of 29 for 151 and a pick. <clears throat> he wasn't sacked, though. And the Colts ended up getting four sacks on Mahomes. That, again, the Colts are feast or famine, aren't they, right now with their pass rush? And, man, it looked good. Even when they weren't getting sacks, they were getting hits on him. They were at least getting pressure. Something I noticed a lot, uh, especially in the second half, was that the defensive ends were jumping, getting they, – they know Patrick Mahomes' 
uh, style. They know that when he kind of sits back, he's gonna he doesn't need a whole lot of, uh, of of momentum to throw the ball 30, 40 yards, and he's got great loft. So they're getting their hands up and they're forcing him to see something to throw over. That, in my opinion, that made a big difference for the Colts tonight because the Colts were able to give him him something to stare at instead of just you know throwing the ball into a basket to his receivers, and it really paid off. The Colts were excellent in pressure. Uh, I thought the Colts were kind of resembling playmakers in the secondary uh, in terms of getting their hands on a ball. A couple times they had uh, some interceptions, uh, fumbles, you know, th- those type of things. Colts were making plays today, um, even if it's not the kind of plays that we're used to, a pick or anything like that. But in the Colts tonight, Frank Reich, the entire staff, they had a really nice game plan. They executed it. Um, and you see how things happen when the Colts are up, too. That pass rush really comes alive. It becomes electric because everybody's full tilt. Uh, the only problem is still that, uh, that the middle of that secondary where the Colts just sit behind people. And that's ultimately how they got their only touchdown, the Chiefs, tonight with Pringle. Uh, there's a guy underneath. And there's three guys sitting over the top of him. Pringles two yards deep into the end zone, and they just let him have it. It's just the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. And the Colts are lucky that that's not the way the whole game turned out because it certainly looked like it was going to early in the game. Um, the Colts end up, you know, pounding through. Like I said, only got a touchdown themselves, which was on the Jacoby Brissett scramble. But four field goals tonight from Vinatieri. It all happened, and uh, the Colts ended up coming out on top. Excellent for the Colts uh, to get this win. Going into the bye week, three and two, two and one now on the road. Um, that's a, it's a massive. Uh, Marlon Mack, twenty nine carries, hundred and thirty two yards. Not great for average, four and a half yards a carry. Not bad. Um, not great though either. Uh, but you also get four yards a carry out of Jordan Wilkins. You know he's he's become a nice uh, spellback, honestly. Um, and he, here's the thing. There were a couple of big plays from Naheem Hines. One was a run, and one, I believe, was a dump off, and both were for about 15 yards, and I think both of them got called back because of stupid penalties. The Colts didn't have a ton of penalties tonight offensively. Um, they weren't ultimately like uh, critical penalties where they were getting them like on third down. There was a couple, but not not a ton like they've had in the past couple weeks. Um, but ultimately, the Colts powered through with just about everything, and, and even – uh, on third downs when they weren't converting. They were converting the fourth down attempts, and that's something that the Colts are just going – that's what another piece that makes the Colts dangerous going into the rest of the season. They've got their break. Then they come back for three more games that are very winnable. Um, but they, they've got some tough – I mean, hell, the Texans, who's, which is who the Colts play in Week 7, uh, put 50, what, 53 up on Atlanta. That's quite a bit. So – we're going to see a lot of that. Like I said, uh, Mac had 132 yards. Excellent day for him, especially being on the injury report all week. I uh, really thought T.Y. Hilton, even though he only had four catches for 37 yards, I thought he had a really good game. Um, some of the referee, the referees were <laughs> largely awful in this game. They overturned a pick on Okariki, which, in my opinion, it probably, kind of like they said on TV, uh, it probably did hit the ground. But there wasn't a camera angle that showed it hitting the ground that I saw. And I thought it was just BS that they could overturn that. I just thought this crew was just awful in the most critical of spots. Not only that, they overturn 
that one. That's overturned. That's the bad thing. It's like you don't have the evidence to overturn it, yet they did. And then you have the pass interference call, which I thought this might be, honestly, the most uh, intelligent usage of a challenge on pass interference. You can clearly see that he's within a line with when within a yard of the line of scrimmage was T Y Hilton that they called it on. Uh, it was a third down conversion. So this was a critical penalty, but I don't, I'm not blaming him for this. Uh, but then you see that he isn't even the one who initiates contact. They still don't overturn the call. It just complete. It is just awful. This awful crew, Awful communication, whatever they did, but they sucked, and uh, they didn't help. But, you know, obviously the Colts powered through, like I said. Uh, I've said that a few times today, but uh, it, you just have to love what you saw from the Colts. Uh, leading the Colts in tackles tonight was George Odom stepping in with uh, with Clayton Gathers out. Rocky Sin came in with six. Anthony Walker only had five. He had a tackle for loss. Justin Houston had two and a sack. Uh, had another uh, another couple, what he had, four solo tackles. Kenny Moore had a, t- a sack as well. Grover Stewart had a sack. Kamoko Ture and Jabal Sheard combined on a sack. Colts come up with four sacks on the day, eight quarterback hits. And the real scary part here that we talk about uh, towards the end of the game, Kamoko Ture, I don't know exactly what his injury is, but it does not look good. I mean, it just was an ugly, ugly turn of his foot or ankles. Uh, or, or something. It, 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 you couldn't really see it from the camera angle that they showed on the replay, but it was ugly. I'm not expecting him back this year. I don't know what they're going to tell us. I don't know if it was actually a bone that did that or what, but ugh, it didn't look good. I didn't even want to. I didn't want to watch the replay. As soon as I heard that they were replaying, I just turned my head because I can't stand watching people's legs bend that way. It just is not pretty. So we're going to have to find something else to kind of spark this pass rush coming out of the, the, the bye week right now. Because when you look at what the Colts have at Powers Rush, yes, they've got some other guys. They've got guys who haven't really gotten a ton of playing time either. So, I mean, Jabal Sheard's still there, obviously. You know, they've got Justin Houston. They've got a couple other guys. They've got Banigou. You know, they've got a couple other guys that can actually rush the passer but the Colts are going to have to do something about this because right now the Colts don't have a lot of sacks from these other guys. Justin Houston came out, had a really big uh, game, in my opinion. He got the uh, got the stop on fourth down that basically, I think that it won the game for the Colts. The, the fourth down stop after the third down uh, play didn't get it for the Chiefs with, I think, within a couple minutes to go in the game. Um, but all, all in all, you know, he had a hell of a game. It was nice to see everybody kind of getting on the same page. And uh, it was nice to see some of the things work out that they did. Uh, a couple things um, of note in, in terms of Frank Reich, a lot of times we see that he is the more aggressive play caller and uh, is more aggressive with his fourth downs. Tonight, that was the, fact, that was the way uh, it went down as well. And I think that a lot of times when you see – him not be aggressive, those are the times that kind of make you wonder what actually is going on with with his uh, in his mind. You know what I mean? Uh, the Colts out first downed the Chiefs 25 to 18. Uh, the Colts were 5 of 14 on third down, but they held the Chiefs to 4 of 12 on third down. That's huge. I mean, it's not great for the Colts. 
Uh, but they were two of two on fourth. So you give them seven of 16 on conversion opportunities, I guess. So the Colts had 74 offensive plays, outgained the Chiefs. I don't think you'll hear that again the rest of the year, another team outgaining the Chiefs in, in yardage uh, as, as soon as Mahomes gets healthy because obviously the Colts banged him up, his own teammates banged him up. Um, the Colts didn't average much per play, four and a half yards, but you like to see everything that's going on in terms of penalties. The Colts had seven for 50. The Chiefs had 11 for 125. And like I said, about time of possession, uh, the Colts 37 minutes and 15 seconds to the 22-15 of the Chiefs. That's a, a big, big thing. Uh, the Colts held them 2.6 yards per rush as well. I mean, you can't really ask for a better uh, response from an awful rush defense by the Colts. You can't really ask for more when you see that they only give up uh, 36 yards rushing. You just can't get any better than that at all. So you hope that for the best with that, hope that continues, hope that the Colts are able to get through a lot of this stuff and uh, and kind of get healthy coming out of the bye. You want to see them uh, be able to turn their rushing defense around as well. So uh, we'll see how all that turns out. But we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with the rest of the show. Okay, guys, I want to talk to you about TickPick. TickPick is a great way to get tickets to see the Colts or any other sports, music, or entertainment event of your choice. Not only will you save 10 to 15% off every ticket order, you can do it without any annoying fees at checkout. Think StubHub, but without the fees. Just head to TickPick.com, select your seats, and head to checkout. Get on your way to the next Colts game with TickPick. Hello, I'm Neil Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. Most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta, and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it then in that moment. You don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of like afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts. All right, folks, we're back. Uh, I'm going to run through uh, some of what I saw from the game. 
give you guys some of my takeaways on the notes and such, and uh, and we'll kind of go from there and we'll call it a show because it's late. Uh, it's about ten after midnight right now, October seventh, and uh, I'm trying to get myself some sleep. But uh, this was a great game. A little too loud at my house. Obviously, my kids are asleep, and uh, I was pretty pumped up for this game. Colts made some big plays. Uh, obviously the Colt or the chiefs get a field goal after a long six minute drive. I kind of felt at the beginning this, like that's exactly what the Colts need to do right there is continue to make them get three points because this is such an explosive offense, uh, that anytime you can set them back. And a lot of times they set themselves back because of penalties, but it just turned out right for the Colts. They got them back. They were able to stop them enough and force the chiefs to kick field goals. Uh, A couple injuries started mounting up Kenny Moore, went down with a knee. He did end up coming back in the game later on and got a sack, but he went out at some point. The Colts then respond to the uh, field goal drive by the Chiefs, getting an 11-play drive uh, of their own for a touchdown. Mack had five carries for 40 yards on that drive. Brissett was three of three uh, and had a rushing touchdown, put the Colts up seven to three. The Colts' defense against our losing guys. Uh, Desir broke up a pass to Kelsey and then grabbed his hamstring after he hit the ground. He went out for a while, came back, though. Um, and, and one of the things that I noticed in this, especially early in the game, now it changed towards the end of the game, but still nobody was checking Kelsey at the line of scrimmage. Nobody defensively. They just let him roam free. The only reason that this didn't come back to haunt the Colts and he didn't have 150 yards receiving is because the Colts ended up going up and held the ball for so damn long that the Chiefs couldn't go to that. They couldn't do that all the time. you know. So that was the only reason that they were unable to do it. They couldn't just simply keep targeting Kelsey. They didn't have enough time. Uh, Houston ended up getting a sack on Mahomes. Uh, Mahomes went out or get got out of the pocket. Uh, there was a obvious hold on Irving and they didn't call it and he ended up hitting Pringle for that touchdown uh it was a third down touchdown too which was seemed like it might end up being a theme of the night in terms of third down conversions for the uh for the Chiefs but they go up 10 to 7 Mac ended up pushing through for a few first downs they got a the Colts uh forced a DPI defensive pass interference call on the Chiefs they got a Colts all the way down to the 12 yard line the Colts couldn't do anything or second on second or third down and had to settle for a field goal. Tied it up, Colts and Chiefs at 10. Uh, the Colts held the Chiefs to a three and out. Continued to do work on the drive. Good running by Mack. Nice work from Hilton. They got a holding call to extend the drive. Uh, Brissett ended up throwing a pick, targeting Ebron in, inside the five-yard line. This right here should have been 17 to 10, right from the jump right here. All he – all. Brissett had to do was put some loft on this ball. Ebron was going to the back corner of the end zone. He tried to put it on a line, and it was an easy pick for uh, Tyron Matthew. And that just, that was, it was a bad throw. It was the right throw in terms of who he was targeting, but he didn't put any kind of, he didn't put any touch or loft on it. He tried to force it in there on a line, and it was an easy pick. I don't really understand the whole point in trying to get that uh, when you can just put it in the air. There was literally nobody behind uh, Matthew and Matthew was sitting at about the four yard line when he picked that off. It would have been easy, easy touchdown. Matthew had already leveled out his body. He wasn't going to be able to go backwards, uh, especially not keeping up with Ebron. He'd have had to tackle Ebron about the goal line just to keep that from being a touchdown. And that was a bad move on Brissett. But, you know, most of the night up to this point, he looked really good. He looked pretty damn good after that as well. Uh, ended up 
feeling like that was going to be a massive mistake for the Colts. It didn't end up, it did not end up coming back to haunt them too, too much, but I kind of felt like that was going to be like, man, we really needed that touchdown. And it ended up, you know, like the Colts lose by a score, you know, something like that. Uh, George Odom fumble, forced a fumble on a big screen pass on the following uh, possession. The Colts got the ball around the 15-yard line. Colts didn't do anything with their possession and had to punt. Kenny Moore got his sack soon after. Uh, Colts were starting to get some solid pressure right about this time. Uh, uh, Danico Autry was getting some pressure. Rocky Sin ended up getting an illegal contact, and a pass interference was called on Kelsey at midfield. The Chiefs were forced to punt. On theirs, Brissett led a quality two-minute drive near the end of the half. 144 to go in the second. I kind of felt like they sh- could have gotten a touchdown in this drive and probably should have. They just were too close to the end zone uh, with, you know, on first, second down with plenty of time left, and they weren't able to convert. Um, he did get them down. He had them all the way at midfield with uh, just over a minute to go or just under a minute to go. Hines pick up some big yardage. Vinny ended up hitting a field goal with 10 seconds to go in the half. Colts go into halftime 13-10. to 10. Brissett was 12 of 19 for 116 and a pick. Mack was 12 carries for 62 yards. Hilton had three catches for 36. Only had one catch in the fourth or in the uh, second half. I didn't realize that. Mahomes was 16 of 28 for 208 yards. Casey running backs had 11 rushing yards at this point. Pringle had five catches uh, for Kansas City for 76 yards and a touchdown. Kelsey was three for 46 yards. Uh, Casey had six penalties in the first half. They, you, we talked about how many they had on the game. So that they doubled up almost in the second half. Uh, Hines ended up – I was talking to you guys about the couple of plays that Hines actually got. I was like, wow, Hines actually had a nice run there. It was negated by a 12-minute on the field call. First play. How in the hell does that happen? I don't know. I don't know how that happens on offense, honestly. Um, Brissett ended up getting a sneak later on for a first down uh, after a 14-yard run by Mack that got the penalty yardage and the first down near first down yardage all back. Uh, another holding call on the Kansas City defense. There was a lot of those tonight. Uh, Colts couldn't convert on third down and had to punt, though. Desir ended up getting himself a defensive pass interference call. Uh, the Colts overall did a pretty nice job defensively on the Chiefs passing attack, I think. They were feisty at the catch point. They were able to, you know, really be – I think they out the Chiefs a lot in a lot of areas this, this night, and I think that they did it uh, in the passing game as well. It was kind of surprising, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, a low, this is where the, the Mahomes pass came off the receiver's hands up to Okariki. He picked it off. Brought it all the way back. That could have been a massive uh, mistake by the refs. That could have cost the Colts a lot. Um, but, you know, the Colts didn't do anything with their possession. Ultimately, they ended up converting to Doyle after they got the ball because the call reversed. I mean, it was called an interception on the field. They reversed it. KC still had to punt. So, I mean, it is what it is. Um, but the Colts, when they got the ball back, they did get a conversion to Doyle. Uh, Brissett started throwing the ball high, and I didn't really understand that. There was the, the best play call of the night, in my opinion, was the third down play call that was the reverse to Pascal. Very, very important. I mean, immediately was clapping my hands when I saw the play. It was excellent design. It completely took the Kansas City defense by surprise. Um, a hold call on Chester Rogers negated another uh, Heinz run. But ended up these zero blitzes that they were sending at the Colts on late downs ended up getting to Brissett. 
Uh, he tried to roll out. He waited too long to try to throw the ball to T.Y. He was inaccurate on the move. Colts couldn't convert. Kari Willis came back with this big stick uh, on a second down run with the Chiefs backed up against their goal line. And the Colts defense stood up strong and forced K, uh, KC to punt out of their own end zone. This is the play, uh, the, the ending of this, right before this punt is where Mahomes got stepped on by uh, one of his linemen. Now we're going to get down to where things start getting, you know, kind of, you know, kind of exciting here. Uh, the Colts ended up getting the ball to Kansas City 48 on that punt. So you see the Colts got some real nice uh, field position here. Uh, they called an offensive pass interference on Hilton, um, and that was just a big, big stick. I mean, that was an awful call. It was an even worse one. They had to go back and look at it, and they didn't reverse it. Anyways, uh, Reich challenged. He didn't get it. It was a piss-poor call to begin with, like I said. Um, Mack nearly converted it. And the Colts went for it on fourth down. Matt converted by pushing through on the perimeter. One of the very, very few successful runs outside for the Colts tonight. Um, they couldn't convert on third, but went for it again on fourth. Brissett did it again on a keeper. That's two fourth down conversions on the same drive. And Mack and, Killen, Mack and Wilkins just were killing it in the run game, honestly. I mean, you're seeing Mack being very, very patient. Very patient. And then you see Wilkins kind of doing his thing as well. Patient, yet a little more powerful. Um, has the ability to be more like a bullet. You know, that that was nice to see those two kind of complementing each other. The Colts did end up run outside again. And they got stopped for an eight-yard loss, Tyron Matthew. That was a stupid play, in my opinion. Just a dumb play. You've been so successful all night. You don't really want to give that up. I mean, you just had two really smoking runs by Mack and Wilkins on this drive that you're proving that you're just wearing down the Kansas City defense. You've got Quentin Nelson just powering through people. You've got Braden Smith pulling, of all people, coming over and just leveling guys. Why aren't you stick? Why don't you stick with that? This is something we've talked about. It's on Twitter, obviously. A lot of people are talking about it now. But this is something that we've talked about a lot. This is just the some of these are the stupidest play calls that you'll ever see Frank Reich do. He is such a good play caller. He really is. He's innovative. He's smart. His timing is typically I impeccable. But some of these outside runs are just stupid and I don't get it. And it's always it always seems to be after the Colts have really success a lot of success going right up the middle or at a certain lineup you know what I'm saying whether they're going up uh, behind Quentin Nelson whether they're going behind Glowinski and Braden Smith it, it just seems like after they start being successful in one area then they want to go outside and it just backfires this backfired huge because the Colts didn't weren't able to get in the end zone on this drive and, and honestly this was another one like that interception where I thought damn this is going to be it. This is where the Colts piss it away. Because, I mean, they're up 13-10. That puts them up two scores. Forces Kansas City. It would have forced Kansas City right away to go into kind of freak-out mode. Like, we need a touchdown now. Maybe you get Mahomes being a little loose with the ball. Maybe you, you know, luck out and they throw a pick. But, anyways, the Colts go up 16-10. to Colts' defense still stood up. Grover Stewart got himself a sack. There was a holding and a defensive pass interference call on both teams that offset on third and 28. And then we see this, these plays that just drive you nuts as 
I think especially a Colts fan personally. Mahomes hit Pringle. They got on a third and 28, got 27. Unreal stupidity by this defense. And I'm not talking about the play call. I'm not talking about Matt Everflus. I'm talking about how you let a guy catch the ball at midfield or in the middle of the field and get 99% of the, the offense, the, uh, the third down yardage back. Just unbelievable. Just ridiculous. I can't stand it when that happens. It absolutely blows my mind. The Colts seem to do it all the time. It's a real pain in the ass. And it, the Colts lucked out. This is Justin Houston's time to step up, and he hits the running back uh, on a fourth down, takes him down. Colts take over at the Kansas City 33. I thought this, okay, here's the touchdown. Here is the literal nail in the coffin. The Colts still only got a field goal. Matt continuously doing work. I wasn't a huge fan of, of Reich's play calling down here in the red zone. It worked to a degree because the Colts were able to get a field goal, but had the Colts missed that field goal, it's 16-10, to 10, and there's plenty of time for Mahomes to go down and get a touchdown. I didn't like those play calls. I didn't like it. Um, I, I thought that you want to be able to, you know, he, he kind of seemed like he was hurrying up. Okay, the Colts were having some success on the ground with Mack. They were like, what, second and, I think, second and seven. He got to third and four or second and four, and then you get to third and one, and the Colts were I – just, I just felt like the Colts were kind of lazy in their play calling on that. That's where you want a surefire third down success, put the nail in the coffin, let's either get in the end zone or extend this drive longer, and then make sure we get in the end zone to go up 23-10. to 10. That is a power move, in my opinion, and the Colts kind of softened their approach on that. So I wasn't a fan of that. That didn't seem that 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 exchange uh, for me uh, didn't seem to kind of fall in line with what Reich has built his name about is being aggressive, going after the team's throat, and I didn't like those play calls. Anyways, like I said, it worked out. The Colts did go up nineteen to ten. Vinny did hit the field goal, so it all worked out. However, I still didn't like it. Um, the Colts ended up, you know, kind of on here we go with the prevent style defense. Um, the Colts had two straight defensive holding penalties. Uh, it, it just was not helping the Colts. It seemed like they were going to be a penalty or an offensive bust play every time. Casey moved the ball down the field with very little resistance. Kelsey flopped, you know, trying to get a, a holding or a pass interference call in the end zone on Quincy Wilson. And then Mahomes got sacked. Teray, this is one where Teray and Sheard shared a sack. And this is where Teray uh, possibly his season ended tonight it, maybe uh, just depending I mean his foot's not supposed to bend that way I, I hate it he was so impressive so far this year a lot more speed a lot more power in his hands very much more active and this just sucks I hate it for him I hate it for Colts fans I hate it for the Colts themselves they're gonna have to address it and I mean what whatever he's out five six weeks he's out the rest of the year Whatever it is, they're going to have to find some help rushing the passer. Ben Banigou is going to have to come in and be a pass rusher. I mean, something. Or they're going to have to address it on the, you know, uh, Al-Qadim Muhammad. You know, he's going to have to step up and be in I mean, something. Something's going to have to happen. Uh, but anyways, um, the Colts ended up, you know, kind of closing the door after the field goal. Casey hit their 36-yard field goal. Colts are still up 19-13. Colts recover, uh, Jack Doyle recovers the onside kick. Got to love it. Big time win for the Colts. They go up 
to three and two now, head into the bye. The Colts and the Texans are tied in uh, the AFC South at three and two. The Jaguars and Titans both lost today. So right now you've got the Colts and the Texans ahead or above everybody else in the AFC South. I think technically you have the Colts as the win because I think that they're uh, they have a good record or better record on the road. I don't remember exactly how that's decided. That's just my first instinct there. That's how that's working. But that's a huge, huge win for the Colts. And I think you can't just overlook it either. They not only they held Pod Patrick Mahomes. Granted, he he was hurt a little bit towards the end, but I mean, look, the second and third quarters there, he didn't do anything. I mean, he got dinged up a little bit, but this is where kind of that thing happens, where fundamentals is what keeps you alive. Lack of fundamentals is what's going to make everything fall apart when it comes down to crunch time like this. Patrick Mahomes is no look passes. He's turning his body sideways, doing all this other crap. Once you get hurt, you can't do all that stuff anymore. And you can't scramble and you can't, you know, be this electric playmaker that everybody's making you out to be um, when you don't, when you're not a fundamental quarterback, I guess. It's kind of the thing, it's kind of a similar thing with maybe Cam Newton, I guess, because he's just the only other person I can think of that has just such an awkward throwing style or you know, kind of leans back. And Aaron Rodgers is one of the same, I think, too. Um, you see Aaron Rodgers kind of leaning back a lot of times on his, and especially if he's hurt, those are going to come up 5, 10 yards short just because of simple mechanics that they just don't care about. And that's one of the things. They're that good. They don't have to care about it. But when they do have to care about it and they're hurt, it shows up. And tonight it definitely showed up with Patrick Mahomes. But the Colts' pass rush was real. The Colts' defense was real all night. And they did it with a lot of guys inactive. So this, I mean, this should make this team extremely confident going forward. So it would be a good one. Next week, the Colts can watch, or Colts fans can watch football with no anxiety. Colts have the bye. In week seven, they'll be playing the Houston Texans. And that will be very interesting to see kind of how that goes. That will ultimately be the first real test I think for who's going to have the dominant uh, spot in the AFC South uh, aside from record so could be interesting Colts win 1913 on the road in Arrowhead Colts are flying back happy tonight Colts fans are resting easy tonight Uh, so good morning uh, to you guys and I hope that uh, the Colts can get themselves uh, acclimated and healthy in this extra time off and uh and make something out of week seven and week eight week nine very winnable games as well we talked about that with uh jim campbell the other day i think the colts are in good shape if they can get past the texans that would i mean they win the texans that's four and two their next two games i believe are the broncos and the jaguars that's two winnable games there in my opinion that could uh, set the colts up to be in really good shape for the rest of the season. So, uh, guys, celebrate this one. Take a week off and come back in week seven ready to go with uh, the Houston Texans for the Colts. And we'll have a couple shows up every week. Stampede Blue Radio will be up in the next couple days as well to give you guys their take on everything, winners and losers, etc. And uh, I'll see you guys probably on Wednesday or Thursday of this week for our second show. We'll have three shows this week. 
Uh, could be later in the week, Saturday, Sunday. I'm not sure when. Um, but there's no game on Sunday for the Colts, so it doesn't really matter. We're not trying to time these anymore. So celebrate this Colts win, and we'll talk to you guys next time on the Colts cast. Blue.